Hey everyone, welcome to Asian Tech Leaders, the podcast where we interview some of the most interesting and inspiring Asian CEOs, entrepreneurs, and thinkers. I'm your host, Justin Pang, and I'm on a mission to share the stories of Asian tech leaders to help guide your personal and professional life. Thanks so much for joining me, and I hope you enjoy the podcast. Hi, Lynn. Thanks for joining the podcast today. Thanks for having me, Justin. Yeah, very excited to connect. Um, so first, wanted to start, it off, start off with Welcome Aboard, the company you co-founded um, a couple years ago. Why don't you tell folks who might not be familiar with it uh, what Welcome Aboard is all about and the mission uh, that you're on? Sure. So Welcome Aboard really aims to help bridge the gap between early stage growing startups and candidates. Not many people know this, but 73% of the global workforce is made up of passive candidates. So this means that 73% of job hunters are not actively looking for a job, but would change roles if the right opportunity came along. So our mission is really to help Mm. those passive candidates find the right role for them. One that aligns with their values um, and where they feel personally connected to the company's mission. Very cool. And in terms of, um, you know, connecting people with opportunities, diversity and culture is really at the center of your mission. Is that right? Correct. Yep. We and, do. Yeah. Yep. Go ahead. No, we do aim to help um, growing startups find diverse candidates um, from different backgrounds, um, different geographies. Yeah, and I've seen on, um, you know, while doing some research for this, that at the moment you're focusing on Bay Area startups with less than 100 employees. Why did you decide to start specifically with that segment of, um, you know, companies and organizations? Yep, so um, our co-founder team of three, we're all from, or we all live in the Bay Area. um, And so we felt like that was a perfect spot for us to start reaching out to to startups. We also noticed that uh, for these early stage startups, each hire is so critical to the success of the company. Um, and so wanted to provide the startups an opportunity to reach candidates they may have never been able to find um, without Welcome Aboard. Mm, very cool. And how do you source both startups to, um, you know, post jobs as well as candidates who might not be proactively looking? Yeah, so a lot of it is uh, down is done through outreach, um, research, identifying new and upcoming startups. Um, so we do a lot of sourcing ourselves, finding opportunities. Uh, for maybe Series A and Series B companies that haven't had the chance to work on their employer branding. So we try to do that for these candidates um, because a lot of times candidates are looking for for, uh, roles or companies that may be out there and they just haven't um, seen it on on another job board. Hmm. Interesting. Um, very cool. And yeah, I'm on the welcomeaboard.io website right now. So you can see a nice overview of some of the companies you've worked with. Um, what has been the feedback like that you're getting from the startups who you've started to work with? 
Yeah, so it's been super positive um, so far. I think, like I was saying, it's really hard for these startups. There may be a team of 10, 20 who may not have the chance to work on their um, personal content. Mm -hmm. So being able to help them write their about us or the the perks and benefits that really differentiate them from other startups. getting them thinking about what it what kind of culture do they want to to present to these candidates um, and helping them conceptualize that and then showcase that on our website right and for the size of companies you're working with um what does their hr team if there is even a team even look like i'm curious like the composition of the the folks that you're working with these companies yeah so it can really vary depending on the size of the company but we've worked with uh, startups that don't have an HR team. Mm. They don't have recruiters. They they may not even have um, you know any HR managers. So working with the co-founders directly to really help them um, conceptualize their vision for what they um, see the future of the company going. Right. Right. Very neat. Um, and it would be great to hear a little bit more about how did you and your co-founders decide that this was a problem to solve and ultimately, you know, um, decide to launch Welcome Aboard? Yeah, so I was connected with um, my two co-founders actually through AngelList. Mm. Um, They were looking for someone who had experience on the sales, business development, and growth side. Yeah. Um, They are more um, on the technical uh, web design and content creation. They mm-hmm. have that background. So they were looking for someone who can come in and help grow the grow the partnerships, um, which is which is great because we all have different professional backgrounds um, yeah. and bring different experiences to to the table. Very cool. Um, and you're also juggling welcome aboard with a day job. Is that correct? Yes, all How, three of yeah. us have full time roles outside of welcome aboard. Um, how do you manage your time and prioritize your life and work around all that? Yeah, it's, it's definitely had its challenges. Um, we meet regularly, usually in early mornings or or late evenings um, to touch base on ongoing projects, um, and and really comes down to the communication between between our team uh, to see if anyone needs you know other support or how we can best see um, the growth of Welcome Aboard through so that we can try. We are looking to move to Welcome Aboard full time in the Very near cool. future. So is that is that the status right now? You're strongly considering making the move to do this full time? We would love to, to yeah. move full time. I think it's finding that that right time um, yeah. and taking that leap of faith. And I think we're pretty close. Um, we have some companies on our website. We have seen some great traction, um, and we've great, gotten some great feedback from from the candidate portal as well. That's great. Very, very interesting, and it's also an exciting time if you're thinking about making that leap. Um, even in this like decision making process, how have you thought about risk? Right, because going to um, you know launch your own company or you know just work in a more entrepreneurial versus corporate environment, there is some additional risk that you're taking on. So how have you been 
kind of thinking about this uh, decision and um, what you're looking for at this point in your career? Yeah, I think um, I think we're all thinking about it in terms of you know we have great support systems yeah. outside of of our um, internal team, which has really helped us um, in support for moving to a full time role with Welcome Aboard. Um, so we've been able to lean on some great support systems and um, and the and trust in each other, trust in our team that that this is something we definitely want to see through um, and see, continue to see grow. Very cool. Um, and it'd be great to, you know, just touch a little bit more about your personal background. Um, so you mentioned earlier, you're originally from the Bay Area. What was um, your childhood like growing up? Yeah, so I'm fourth generation Japanese American. I grew up in Alameda, a small island right outside of San Francisco. Uh, and I had a really great childhood. I um, I attended some private schools growing up, starting in elementary school, which I'm super super appreciative of. Uh, but but did find that they lacked the diversity that that I was yearning for. Um, I was often the only Asian American in my class. Um, mm. I would have to rely on outside activities to to interact with Asian communities. Um, and so can you share some examples of those uh, activities? Yeah, so I participated in um, like Asian basketball leagues. Very cool. Um, <laughs> also uh, was a member of a, a Buddhist church. So that was another uh, predominantly mm. Asian community yeah. that, uh, that I participated in growing up. Very neat. And um, does anybody in your family or yourself speak Japanese? So my mom is fluent in Japanese. Um, yeah. My dad sp uh, spoke no Japanese. <laughs> um, and so my sister and I, you know, we did attend Japanese school growing up, yeah. but it never truly stuck. And I think that was, that's one of my biggest regrets <laughs> is um, not learning the language. Um, so my grandparents are, are fluent, they speak, they, they spoke to us, uh, so I can understand more than I can speak, but I do uh, really wish that I, that I could mm, be I hear you. It. That is one of my regrets too, but uh, I take full responsibility over it because my parents, <laughs> they put us in, my parents are from Singapore and they put us in Chinese school on Sunday but also Japanese school on Saturday because um, oh, wow. we weren't busy enough. So we were literally in school uh, seven days a week, but I love actually Japanese school more than like learning Japanese more than uh, learning Chinese. And um, you know, that alphabet and uh, phonetics yeah. of it are much more logical than um, Chinese. So I feel like I was able to pick it up better, but still didn't retain much. So. <laughs> Yeah. Good for our parents. Our parents tried, right? We can give them. They that. did. They did. I do have to give them credit. <laughs> and that's the thing I think about now as a father of two young kids. I'm like, I feel like I just want to expose them to uh, Mandarin and you know maybe a few other languages just while they're young. And yeah. you know, I, I feel like for some kids, and obviously the environment makes a big difference, but for some kids, they pick it up a lot easier than others. Um, so I may I may torture my kids with going through a few years of Chinese school at the very least. So we'll see. 
Definitely. I plan to do the same. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very cool. Um, and even as a youth, did you have a clear idea of what you wanted to do and like study in college or do for your career? Or what was that journey like for you? Yeah. So I think from a very young age, I, I knew I wanted to go into business. Um, I've always been really good at, at sales. I sold, you know, sold the most Girl Scout cookies of my troop. I wow. um, raised a lot of money for charities, um, yeah. for any charities that we were working with. Um, and then in high school, I was given the opportunity to participate in an incubator program where I worked with um, two of my high school friends on on our first startup. So in going into college, I thought, oh my gosh, I'm going to continue to work on this startup idea. Um, and it's it's just going to blossom. And then during college, the, the startup just fell apart. We just didn't have time. Uh, we didn't go to the same college. So it was hard to con uh, stick with the communication between my co-founders. And our time and priorities were just, uh, were just lacking. So um, I, all, I was always interested in, in building something, but I graduated college a year early and I took the safe route and joined a large Fortune 500 company where I ended up leading <laughs> a, a sales team. So Great. completely 180 from what I thought I was going to do and what I had was doing entering college. Right, right. Um, that resonates with me too, because I graduated from college a year early too. And I was just like, I just want to start working. And I didn't really yep. have a plan. <laughs> I just wanted to work and like be in the real world and outside of academia. So I did a bunch of summer courses, graduated early and um, yeah, started my career at uh, PwC as an auditor, which wasn't my dream job per se, but they hired me with very little experience. So I'm yeah. glad I did it. And it sounds like you just wanted to get working too, right? And like get that real world business experience. That's exactly how I felt. So I, I feel like I rushed through college yeah, yeah. to jump into adulthood and didn't realize that I had the rest of my life to to enjoy adulthood. Um, right. So I took the first job offer I got at PepsiCo within the Frito-Lay division. Okay, um, cool. And was just yeah, engulfed with uh, a large corporate job. And was that based in Bay Area or were you in Texas or? That was based in the Bay Area. Okay, very cool. Um, what is your favorite Frito-Lay snack? And what is your favorite Girl Guide cookie flavor? Yes, so Frito-Lay, I'm, pre I'm pretty boring because I just, I really just love Lay's. Um, yeah. I do love all the, <laughs> awesome. all the flavors and the new flavors that they come up with. Um, they have a competition every year for consumers to create their own flavor and then it, they uh, vote on the best flavor um, and then we we produce it so that's always fun uh, yeah. and then in terms of Girl Scout cookies I'm I'm also kind of pouring I love the Thin Mints oh Thin um, Mints yes classy classic, refreshing classic. yep yeah yeah very cool um, and then so you're PepsiCo for a couple of years and then uh share a little bit more about what your next move was and what kind of prompted you to, to leave uh, the big corporate world. Yeah, so I was at PepsiCo for about three or four years. Um, like I said, I was running a sales team and there, although there was growth opportunity within the organization, I, I still had the itch to be able to build something. 
um, at PepsiCo, everything, because it's such a legacy organization, they, the um, digital transformation is, is uh, pretty slow. And though I always felt like we we're a little bit behind um, and just wanted to get back into the startup world um, and, and see the, the immediate impact that I was making on, on a smaller organization. Mm -hmm. Very cool. And is that kind of the same thing that you think is driving you to consider, you know, going full-time and welcome aboard or what, what would you say is like, you know, your guiding principle or the things you're uh, trying to optimize for? Yeah, I would say I've always had um, this passion to help others find roles that they are, that they're passionate about. Mm. Um, I'm constantly looking and researching new startups and often find myself saying, oh, this would be a great role for, you know, my friend or my cousin, um, just because I can tell uh, by talking with them, getting to know them, what, what their true passions are. And I think that there's a lot of organizations and startups that are um, coming to fruition that would be a great fit and they just don't know about them. Um, so that was really the, the catalyst of wanting to, to work on Welcome Aboard and, and really um, why I want to eventually move full time. Um, Very cool. And, you know, I mean, I think for even for me personally, you know, the job search process, it's not easy, right? Like there's a lot of options out there. Everybody is looking for some simplicity. When should... I mean, what do you recommend is the best place and best platforms and methods to use for those who are starting their job search? Because the obvious ones are like LinkedIn or um, some other board sites, but when does it make sense to maybe look more niche, um, whether it's like on a specific site like Welcome Aboard versus um, tapping into any other um, platforms or websites? Yeah, I mean, I think LinkedIn is a great place to start. Um, it definitely can can be a little bit overwhelming at times because they just they post so many different uh, jobs and opportunities. I think it's um, first understanding, you know, that where is the or what type of company would you like to work at for your next role? Are you looking for something? Um, smaller so a series a a series b maybe you're not even looking for a startup and you're looking to go more uh for those larger corporations the process the networking they they look so different for the uh depending on the type of company um but one thing that i was doing during my my initial job search from moving from pepsico to the startup world is just staying active in the startup community. I knew I wanted mm -hmm. to go into startups, uh, but I, I needed to do my due diligence in, do I want to join a series A or a series B? Where do I, do I want to be in San Francisco, New York, um, Austin? Um, and then really just understanding the space. Right, right. Um, I, I've heard somewhat similar advice in terms of thinking about where uh, the company is in its uh, growth and um, product market fit timeline and like kind of what what stage is the company at um, what are you know to I, i'm sure this could be a totally separate uh, podcast but 
how would you simplify, you know, the trade-offs of each different phase of a company's life cycle and um, who is actually the best type of candidate um, to explore those types of roles? So C versus, let's say, series A, B versus C to F, for example, versus um, fully public. Definitely, definitely. So I think for uh, C to Series B, you're um, you have a different personality, right? You you're looking for something you um, where you want to build, and you're going to be moving at a thousand miles an hour, um, and there's going to be a lot of ambiguity and iterations to your to your role, to the company, um, to the product roadmap. But if you gain um, energy from that which which i think i do um that would be a great a great fit for you i think for series c to f some of their processes are are more built out um the structure is uh is more built out so less of a less of a risk you're still moving at a thousand miles an hour but um i i think the the product market fit has been uh, more established, um, and then obviously for corporations, you know that uh, that are com- you know quote unquote completely built out, um, you know definitely less risk, but you may not see the immediate impact of what you're doing on a daily basis, uh, but more of a the team's impact. Right. Thank you for sharing that. I think that'll be really helpful with a. Just think about it for those who are, you know, considering going to earlier stage companies. Um, and then, you know, the last set of questions I wanted to ask are like a little bit more to your experience as an Asian American and um, getting your perspective. Do you feel like there are any specific skill sets that um, the the community specifically needs to uh, think about working on or um, improving? Yeah, I mean, so I think a skill that anyone can invest more time in is just building their personal brand. Mm-hmm. Um, coming from a, like a business development background, I understand how important it is to continuously nurture your your connections and your network. So I really encourage everyone to allow themselves um, to be to be more vulnerable um, by networking with others, meeting new people, and then constantly asking for feedback. And that's truthfully one of the things that I'm continuously working on um, to improve that that skill myself. Yeah, great advice. Um, and in terms of, you know, advice you might give to somebody who's still tra- just trying to figure out what they want to do with their life and career, any broad principles or guidance you would share? Yeah, so I would say don't be afraid to try new things. Um, as, as kids, we were often given opportunities to explore different passions, different activities. Um, and, but as adults, it's, it's a little bit harder to step out of your comfort zone. Um, so I would say to continuously push your boundaries uh, and give yourself a chance to, to explore new passions. So you never know where, where that path may lead. Great. And last question is, where can people find you on the internet if they want to reach out? Yeah, so people can find me at LinkedIn. Uh, 
my full name's Lynn Takagaki. They can also uh, contact me through welcomeaboard.io. Great. Thanks so much, Lynn. I appreciate the time. Yes. Thank you so much, Justin, for having me. It was great. Thanks. Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Asian Tech Leaders. If you enjoyed the podcast, please share it with your family and friends, leave me a review on iTunes, or drop me a note on our website, asiantechleaders.com. I really appreciate having each of you as a listener and sharing your valuable time with me. Be well, stay healthy, and follow your heart. See you soon.